How's it going? Today on the Black Tie Fair, Patrick and I talk about an election that did not go the way the Republicans planned. We also get into some wild weekend stuff with some bubbles and movies and dinner. And Patrick starts to really, really start thinking about a movie he recently saw, and it gets really, really strange. Then we, uh, you know, shoot the shit for a while. But it's going to be a great show. You're going to love it. I loved it. Patrick, I think, loved it. Take a listen. Hey, welcome once again to the Black Tie Fair Show. Two friends about politics, pro sports, and pop culture. Kinda. I'm one of your hosts, Jelani, aka the Warren on Terror. And to my left, um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. Because the last name is Warren. It's the Warren. Oh, you gotta give your full last your your your, your full name. Come find me. <laughs> Where do you go find me? Jelani Warren. Um, Patters. That sounds like a game. Patters. Um, I'm bringing back something personal. Oh, okay. Um, that's a nickname. A couple of our closest friends call me. That that Put that, that might be pretty close because I've never heard. Wait, I have heard it. Patters. Patters. Yeah, I think most of the our, our female friends have called you that. I don't know if our male friends have ever called you that. I probably sock them on a drunken night. A drunken patters. night. Patters. Patters. Pitter. The the pitter patters. That's actually one of the first nicknames I ever got. The pitter patters of little feet. Yeah, I like it. I don't oh. think I ever shared that. Well, you know patters. what? I'm, I'm glad you shared it here with us today. Now it's going back in the box. Oh. I'm locking it back up. <laughs> so I'm gonna use that. Just so forget it. No, from now on, Just I'm changing all done. the things, or we're gonna update the website. It's gonna be Patters and Jelani from now on. We are on episode number 45. Not to be confused with our not so um, uh, exalted leader of the uh, United States. Thank you guys once again. About Trump. I don't want to say his name if we don't got to. He's number 45. We'll say his name later. Which I'm going to zoom right past this episode, even though we got a lot of incredible things to talk about this episode. So we're on our way to episode 50. Are you excited? I'm excited. Making it happen. That's right. That's right. That's right. We are jumping right into the mix. Thank you guys once again for being our loyal, loyal listeners. If you're brand new, that's crazy. You're brand new on episode number 45. <laughs> How wild is that? That's okay. You're- so there's this podcast I listen to. I started listening to. Um, they're super popular. It's like one of the like, highest rated podcasts ever. Like, um, It's called The Bodega Boys. I listen to it too. Jesus so, Amaro? Yeah. I love Jesus Amaro. And, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, they're like globally. Like, they're like top five in the whole world. And But when you listen to your podcast, it's like random shit. Yeah. And I'm thinking, okay, great. So I'm thinking... They've probably been around for a long-ass time. They've only had like 100 episodes. Yep. <laughs> and they are global leaders. Yes, no, Deezus and Mero are out here making it happen. But they also have their, they have the number one talk show on, on Vice. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know which which came first, but I would imagine the podcast probably came first. Um, either which way, only 100-something episodes. Yes. That's but a wrap. But their show is making it happen. Yeah. Anyway, but our show is about to make it happen right now. Because <laughs> I got the Segway King. Yeah, get them four digits. That's right. Listeners. That's right. Jumping right out the way so and get into the, in- the information that you're looking forward to. Patrick, I have a question for you. You've never heard this question before in your entire life. Give it to me. What is we'll it? We'll say it for the very first time. Prepare yourself. What's new? That's not new. 
That's not that new. is not new. Well, do you mean to tell me what I just said right now is not new to you? I've heard it multiple times. But um, what we haven't seen multiple times is the Republican lose a congressional seat that they've um, held for the better part of the last 20-some-odd years. And that's what happened in the Pennsylvania Congressional District. That's not like, a, like some kind of record or some kind of thing where it's brand new to just in general. Is that... That's what, that's what I'm dealing with right now? Some kind of record-breaking situation? So for those who do not know, um, there's a really important, at least uh, symbolically, the Pennsylvania Congressional District 18 race. Jeline, did you hear about that? I know that somebody swooped in who was not supposed to win, and he won, took him from a Republican seat that's been sitting there red as red can be, for 467 years. <laughs> I don't know about 467 years. I'm sorry, 465, 465. <laughs> it was a congressional race between Republican Rick Saccone uh, versus Connor Lamb. Uh, this was one of the most highly anticipated races leading up to the midterms. Uh, they replaced, well, the House seat was open um, after the former uh, representative of that area, which is Tim Murphy, uh, who allegedly asked his mistress mistress to get an abortion. I think we talked about that a few pods ago. Uh, this congressman had to leave office. Now, okay, real quick, you, said, right. that, you said that pretty fast. You, okay. you, you, you went over it quickly. I want right. everybody in the audience to listen to what happened. Okay. This guy was staunchly against, you know, he was anti-pro-choice. He's pro-life. He was definitely pro-life. Pro-life. Like in all circumstances, it's pro-life, pro-life, pro-life. But he has a mistress, gets her pregnant. He's like, hey, baby, I know what I said, but uh, you can't have this baby. That's what he did. Right. His mistress. Exactly. Yeah, not even his wife. His uh, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. His side piece, he was like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's right. We can't have this going on. Uh-huh. I know what I say out in these streets. That's right. But in real life, mm-hmm. when I'm having to deal with it, you kind of, you got you to gotta nip that in the bud. No. All of a sudden. I'm a congressman. Exactly. And for, and for that, he was out of here. Right. Well, Republicans had held this seat for decades. Um, as a matter of fact, Trump uh, won this district over Hillary Clinton by 20 points. They also, when Mitt Romney was um, running for uh, president, uh, he actually won by 18 points. So this is a staunchly Republican district. Um, well, multi $12 million of outside Republican money came into the district, uh, outspent the Democrat um, by tenfold easily, and Connor Lamb, the Democrat nominee, who's also known, a.k.a. the Unicorn, mm-hmm. um, won by about 660 votes. Wait a minute. Now, I saw something on your Instagram about this. You mean to tell me that Connor Lamb, a Democrat, won even though Republicans outspent him by a shit ton of money? <laughs> Absolutely. Outside money came in. I saw the graphs. They were like, yeah. they were like just throwing money at the, like, they no, were, they were just, here's they more were money. Every organization that you can think of came in because symbolically this was, this would have, this is disastrous for the Republican Party. As a matter of fact, um, I'm going to let our good friends at Uh Paw Save America. Wait a minute, good friends showing up. Okay. Um, I'm going to let them explain to our listeners uh, and share the wealth of information on what their assessment is of this election. Sounds good. Tell us what's going on, pod guys. So we had an election. Tuesday, the much-talked-about special election for the 18th Congressional District in Pennsylvania finally happened. After many hours of vote counting, on Wednesday, the media outlets, New York Times and others, called the election for Connor Lamb, a Marine and first-time candidate, 
running in it, winning a district that Trump won by 20 points in 2016 by the massive margin of 600 some votes or 0.2 percent. What did you guys think? What was your reaction when this happened? Was it relief? Was it excitement? Was it who cares because this district's going away in a few months? It's funny. I once I saw how close it was, I stopped caring <laughs> because that's all that mattered, right? We showed that we could swing a 20-point district. I mean, as the night wore on, we realized it was going to be decided by a few hundred votes and that it might go into a recount. It might not. We learned everything we needed to learn. You know, Republicans uh, in the House learned everything they needed to learn. Democrats on the campaign trail learned everything they needed to learn. This district's not going to exist anymore. But it's incredibly exciting, and it's exciting to know that we have the possibility uh, to flip districts this red because, as many people have pointed out, if districts like this flip, we're talking about, you know, a 300-seat majority is possible. Yeah, it is. We're all election junkies, so we couldn't help but watch the stupid New York Times needle and all the returns and all the, you know, Steve Kornacki on TV doing math on his iPhone, so it was exciting to see. But, you know, the fact that it was close is a victory for Democrats, and the fact that Republicans pulled out all the stops. They sent Pence, they sent Donald Trump, they made a firm closing argument, and, and they're calling Lamb a unicorn. They're saying he's some exceptional candidate that you know, ran like a Republican, ran like Trump. That's not really true. I mean, this is a replicable win in a whole bunch of districts that we didn't think were winnable. He's a he's a good candidate, but like, you know, this guy didn't personally kill bin Laden, right? He was a he was a military background, he's a prosecutor. This is something we can do again over and over again. So I, I think it's a great sign for Democrats. I logically had the exact same view that Lovett did, which is this does not matter. If we're close, then we know momentum's on our side. We know we have real potential to take the House back and do very well up and down the ballot in 2018. But as the night went on, I, and it got close, I started caring more because I kept thinking about just the idea of the absurd, uh, like gloating from Republicans, the Trump tweets. I, I was petty in my, I was, I was logically ambivalent, but emotionally very petty about this. So I was very. <laughs> it, no, it's also, it's, um, we're sick of moral victories, you know, so and uh, it was nice to watch uh, Republicans try to claim a moral victory after we had done it a few times after Ossoff and other races that were close that showed how well we could do, exactly. but that actually didn't result in picking up any seats. Um, so that's exactly how I was feeling about the election. Um, it was, for me, symbolic. For me, I knew that ultimately the fact that we could swing that type of district meant that we have the wind behind our back, that we have the wind behind our sails right now. We are like the tortoise. Uh, I don't as, know. As, I don't as, as opposed to the hare. Um, I don't know about wind and tortoises. It was, it was like a, it was, it was a story story. where there was two people who were racing. They were animals because animals <laughs> race all the time. Animals are people. Yeah. <laughs> animals are racing. And like one of the animals was a slower animal. And one of the animals was a faster animal. Okay. But the faster animal all right. on paper... He lost. Why? Because he got complacent. He's like, you know what? I'm doing so well mm -hmm. that the slow and steady one, he won the race. Well, see, and so... so I'm just... The turtles. Yeah. I, I okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stop you right there. I'm going to pull because people are going to just shut, shut off and skip past. They're, they're going to use a skip option. Okay. So, um, I don't... Just dismiss what Jelani said, okay? <laughs> let let me explain to you what what's kind of going on here, okay? Um... They threw everything. The Republicans threw everything possible to try to win. They threw millions of dollars. They um, 
uh, the entire Trump family went down there, okay, to uh, uh, to go and advocate for him, to go promote him. Of course. Trump went down there over the on GOTV weekend, okay, to go cheer this guy on. I mean, they pulled out all the stops. They did everything they, they could do, okay, and they still fucking lost. And so what you're saying is this is saying something more. This is saying that this is people making a statement saying what you have to sell, we're not buying and I was listening to a podcast, actually. Um, could we listen to podcasts? We have a podcast, and we listen to podcasts so often. <laughs> Talking about the fact that it seems as though a lot of people in the GOP, as far as the, the governmental body of the GOP, don't seem to understand that um, cutting taxes for the rich and doing all these things for rich people does not mean that a whole bunch of poor Republicans are like, Yes, keep doing it, brother. That's not them. They're like, yeah. nothing's changed for me. You've done, like, everything you said you were going to do, not one thing has happened. Right. And so I'm looking on the complete, I'm looking to people who fundamentally, apparently, are on the other side of the table, but they're saying things that make sense for me. They're talking about my actual job, how they actually can give me money, and I need money, versus like, what we're going to do, right? See, your boss and your boss's boss's boss. They all have all this money, but they don't have every single dollar. And when they have every single dollar, you know what they're going to do with that dollar? They're going to get it out to you. That's, that's bullshit. And they're realizing it. And, you know, you bring up a good point regarding the taxes because um, they, they uh, the Republicans ran campaign ads basically up, to, up, up into the last two weeks regarding the taxes. You know, the big tax break they gave. They had all like multi-million dollars. They put out ads basically saying, hey, look at the big tax break we gave to you guys, blah, blah, blah. It didn't do any good because the last two weeks of the campaign, they actually pivoted. They None of the uh, uh, campaign ads that ran the last two weeks actually had anything to do with the income tax. They all talked about um, Nancy Pelosi and they talked about uh, immigrants and all these basically these... The, the, these carnal things. These fear tactics. Right, these like, fear tactics, right? Yeah, the red meat. Yeah, go, go with visceral. It's like, you guys are afraid, right? Be afraid. We're going to save you. It's like, what about my actual life? I'm afraid of not paying pay my bill. Yeah, but, and that's like, you know, just to give you some political insight too, like in the last stretch, I mean, it's really a political insight. It's kind of common sense. The last two weeks of the campaign, it's kind of your closing arguments. So when you're running in campaigns, what you do is you basically take the last two weeks and you hit home your, your most definitive point. The thing that defines you, why you should be electing us or our party. And like, they didn't focus on the fucking income tax. The income tax is not going to, to, to save you, Republicans. That's your one legislative accomplishment, and that's not going to save you. It didn't save you in Pennsylvania, where Trump had a 20% okay, election rate over Clinton, and just less than 18 months later, you get this congressman who wins. So, um... Uh, on Posse America, they talked a little bit about, and he kind of mentioned about this district will not be here anymore. Yeah, um, because of gerrymandering. Because yes. of gerrymandering, right. And because the Pennsylvania Supreme Court basically said the Republicans gerrymandered that district along with multiple other districts. So this will be redrawn in the next election, basically in November. So um, that's, that's another point is Republicans had no reason why they had to even defend this seat. Like, they could be a fine. You know what? This is going to be here for six months. Who knows what's going to happen when the lines change? Connor Lamb might not even be there. But for them, it was symbolic. Okay? So, um, I want I have another clip for us. Surprising. Um, it's from uh, our experts, our good friends at 538.com, Nate Silver and Company. They're going to explain to us kind of on a more 
kind of ner- a nerdyish level, mm-hmm. uh, what what this means for us in terms of what we can look forward uh, in, in the upcoming midterm elections. Fantastic! I can't wait to meet these good friends of ours. And you know, like I'm always like, for drinks. Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm gonna go on my tie or something. Yeah, I don't drink my ties. Whatever. Let's take a listen. I mean, let's get into the weeds here a little bit. Eight points is a big lead for Democrats on the generic ballot, or eight or nine, whatever it is. The problem is that they have to win by about seven, we think, given the way districts are constructed because of districting and gerrymandering and incumbency. So, you know, therefore, if they only, quote-unquote, win the House popular vote by eight or nine points, they probably win the House, but it's actually pretty close where you're sweating individual results. In special elections so far, they have outperformed their benchmark by 16 or 17 points. Yeah. I don't even want to think about how many seats Republicans would lose, but you're talking about like some crazy number, like probably like 70 or 80 or 90 seats. I mean, like if this pattern were to manifest itself, the one we've seen now in actually quite a few special elections onto the actual map in November, it's just unprecedented since before World War II type of wave. And again, both special elections and the generic ballot and things like Trump approval and the kind of history are pretty reliable indicators. So the whole basket of indicators indicates that Democrats are probably still only like a modest favorite to take the House. I go back and forth between like kind of modest and a little bit more than modest. But this tail risk for Republicans where they just get decimated and lose 80 seats is like is on the table. So that's why I think they should be a little bit more worried is it feels like that tail risk has the chance of it has gone up a little bit. But if you look at, for example, 2006 special elections, you'll see that on average they outperformed their benchmarks by like 15 points, but then in the actual midterms only outperformed by like eight points or something like that. So where is that disconnect? Do we think well, that, the that could happen again? Well, the disconnect, Galen, is that you're kind of cherry-picking one data point there. In general, special elections are pretty reliable, and so is a generic ballot and other indicators. One difference, and why this result is especially scary for Republicans, is that generic ballot polls right now are conducted among registered voters, sometimes adults, not very many likely voters. And it's kind of silly to apply like a likely voter model now in March for a November election. It's certainly possible that like when you actually account for the Democratic enthusiasm advantage, what goes from like an eight or nine point lead on the generic ballot winds up being a 13 point lead or something, right? I mean, it's possible to have a big enthusiasm gap favoring the out party in 2010, Republicans were the out party, meaning not the president's party, and they had like a six-point enthusiasm gap on top of their advantage in registered voter polls. And so, you know, we had a high turnout in this race. You had high turnout in Alabama, even though some people sat out because of Roy Moore, still had uh, midterm-type turnout in those last two races. Democrats did really well on both of those. And so they're, they're showing that you can have these really, really major shifts under midterm-like conditions. That ought to really, really scare Republican. That ought to really, really scare Republicans. I'm not even Republican. I'm kind of scared. So when the generic ballot um, polls are taken, which I'm following desperately right now, um, we're talking about we're at six or seven percent in generic ballot. Basically, when people are asked, who would you rather have lead Congress, Republican or Democrat? Doesn't matter who it is. Just what do you say? what, What public perception is? Democrats are leading by seven, eight, nine points, depending upon the poll. They're talking about, if you're adding in Democratic enthusiasm to that, which we're seeing in these special elections, we're talking about 14 or 15%. And that's like, 
you know, Democrats only need 23 seats to flip. <laughs> they only need 23 seats to flip. And he's talking about like 90 seats, 70, 80, 90 seats. Now, I mean, Jesus Christ. I know. Now, let's put things in perspective a little bit because, like, that sounds all well and good, especially on our side of the team. But how many seats are up this year? And I'm actually asking They're you. They're all up. What? This year? Every two years. No, but every two years, some seats are up. But the vast majority of seats are up this year, except for the ones that are like some sort of special election where like they had kind of a word. Congressmen get elected every two years. So every two really? years, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe not. I mean, just depending upon what the cycle is, and maybe there might be few, you know. But the vast majority are. I mean, yeah, they're they're up. They get reelected every two years. Okay, that's okay. Because well, I'll listen to something else. All right, now that that puts things in perspective for me. That's why yeah, I asked that not, question. Um, it, it's, it's, it's not like the Senate where the Senate is. There's only like because. They're really odd, like they're six-year terms, and they're all off. Like those are not as aligned, but um, really uh, every two years, that that really doesn't that really doesn't change. Okay, so um, this blue wave is definitely on its way then. Yeah, I mean we're talking about. I mean, like one one reporter that I heard today said it best. They said that uh, this election, uh, the uh, the Connor Lamb election, this is not the canary in the coal mine, folks. This is the first corpse coming out of the, uh, uh, out of the out of the cave, mm. out of the mine. Like this is this is this is it. It's not even a warning. At this it's point. not it's a like, warning. Like it's the first already, body. This yeah. is the first body that has come stay, out. You got to stay too long. Like Alabama, Virginia. Like come on. So it's just it's this growing sense that uh, the Democrats are marching towards a huge victory in nine months from now. Like, John, like, what could possibly change in the next nine months that would make the country? What could Trump possibly do to make the country go, you know what? We we need to keep everything as is. We're doing fucking fantastic. There's there's really nothing that I could think of because that's why this is working as well as it is. And I'm not trying to be this blind, super-duper optimistic person because, like, when it comes to politics, I'm not. But they have fucked up so royally that it's like all I can think from a vast national perspective is, okay, we were wrong. Even though I didn't like everything the Democrats were doing, things were taking place. Nothing's taking place here. I see every single other week someone's getting fired. Every single oh, other- we're going to talk about that. Oh, yeah, I know we are. Every single other week this dude is saying some stupid off-the-wall shit. Uh, no laws, no movement, nothing that's effective taking place. The Obamacare that they said was so terrible, they tried to get rid of it. It didn't work out. Come to find out, it's not that bad. Now my situation is not that bad. So so everything that there's shit, like all the shit they were spewing is coming to roost. And now they're like, hey, this it's not, you guys are lying. But the, the, uh, essentially... They've been presented as liars because enough time has passed and it's not been so long since the last administration that we've forgotten. We can compare and contrast. And so folks are um, folks are planning for, you know, like corporate. You know, this was a big election because uh, co- uh, uh, corporate donors are now trying to pick their horse. Right. It, uh, a lobbying it, uh, interest group are trying to plot out who they're going to cut checks to. And it's going to be less likely that Democrats are, I mean, that Republicans are going to be able to hold the House. So a lot of their money is going to go like, hey, you know, we're not going to give you a large check. We're going to give the one who we think is going to actually win this election coming up. So, Why waste my money? Yeah. And that's just that's just common sense. So um, 
I'm hoping more good news comes of it. Uh, but we have our primaries coming up in June. That's going to be very important. Um, and so it's looking so awesome right now for the Democrats. By the way, folks, sorry, I'm in the middle of drinking some delicious water. By the way, folks, if you in June are registered to vote, get out there and vote. Don't stop voting if all you're not year. Registered, fucking register. Go get yourself registered. Well, well, I meant that too. That would be the next thing I was going to say. Obviously, register too. So, um, you know who has a lot of time to go volunteer? Who? 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 Rex Tillerson. Why? Secretary of State. But he's doing the, the Secretary of State stuff no, right he, now. Not according to Trump. What, what happened with Secretary so, of State? So, okay, Rex we talked Tillerson. about this last week, right? Yes. We, 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 you know, it kind of broke when we were, we were, um, recording and basically trump uh, said you're out of here you're fucking out of here you're fucking fired get out go go you gotta go so but now some like so now we start understanding like what the timeline was of what happened with rex tillerson and this just goes to show you how fucked up trump is please okay so rex tillerson was in africa uh he was actually on an apology tour because of trump's fucking nonsense stuff that he said about immigrants Wait a minute. Now, I heard when you do an apology tour, it's really bad. When Obama was on his apology tour, <laughs> Fox was having a time. Yeah. We don't do apology tours in America. We're Americans. Well, Tillerson had to go do an apology tour. And while he was on tour, he was actually on his way back. Uh, and Trump wanted to fire him. Trump wanted to fire Rex Tillerson while he was in Africa. And uh, Chief of Staff John Kelly was like, no, you can. we just need to just wait till he at least is in American like soil. Like, you can't just... Fire him. And Trump's like, I want to fucking just tweet that he's fucking fired. How do you tweet that somebody's fired? I'm just going to fucking tweet it. And Kelly's like, no, we have to just, we should, we, please, can we just wait? Just, can you take your hands off your thumbs? Just remove them from, stop. But he's fired though, no? And so, no, and so uh, Kelly won. And so Trump waited. Uh, Tillerson came back from his uh, trip in Africa. Land. And then he tweeted it. Uh, three hours later, fucking Trump tweeted, you fucking are fired. And Tillerson had no idea. Reports came out that Tillerson had no fucking clue that he found out via a tweet. Oh, this is what also came out, too. Um, uh, it turns out that uh, uh, Chief of Staff Kelly actually sent Tillerson a message saying, uh, cancel all your future appointments indefinitely um, and await a uh, message uh, on Twitter. And so he was trying to kind of like kind of fucking warn him, like, hey, look, like some uh, something's coming up, like trying to give him a soft landing, like. Who the fuck does that? Like, how do you get fired? And how do you fire somebody via Twitter? Excellent question that I don't know the answer to. <laughs> but if we're missing somebody, like, I mean, who, who what, what do we got now? Well, okay, so um, let me, uh, I want to talk about Mike Pompeo. Who's Mike Pompeo? So <laughs> uh, before I talk about Mike Pompeo, I, I want to just, you know, kind of share with folks uh why like he got fired in the first place please oh, all right okay. so before we talk about new people <laughs> yeah why did he get hit? Well, who so, why why is he gone okay so uh from the beginning Rex Tillerson and Trump did not get along like it was not a match made in heaven uh as a matter of fact I don't know if you remember but early on there were reports that Rex Tillerson actually called Trump a moron um and, no I heard that right and and, and and Tillerson never actually denied it he just kind of left it out there like yep because he was telling the truth. Yeah, like... I call him a moron all the time. I won't even say his damn name. That's just fact. Come fire me, DT. Come fire me. <laughs> so, uh, some of the arguments against Tillerson, though, uh, was that he wasn't doing a good job at the uh, State Department. Uh, he wanted to cut back on the department budgets. Almost a third 
um, uh, you know, in terms of getting the cut, uh, the budget cut by a third. Uh, he wanted to fire more than 2,000 employees. Um, that didn't happen, but that's what he wanted. Um, many top posts uh, after a year still remained empty uh, after 14 months into the administration. Uh, uh, he often wasn't on the same page as Trump on major issues like Iran, uh, the Iran nuclear deal. Uh, Tillerson thought it was good. Trump thought it was lousy. Uh, on Russia, obviously. Um, but on stuff even like North Korea, like Tillerson uh, did not want to have bilateral talks with North Korea. Trump clearly did. And that kind of came to a head last week. Uh, Trump undercut Rex, uh, Rex Tillerson's statements all the times and specifically on North Korea. Um, and pretty much every step of the way, they they uh, they were undermining each other. Um, and like I said, like Tillerson called Trump a fucking moron and he never took it back. So Trump's not going to forget that. And Trump feels now like he's like emboldened. He feels like, you know what? I got the right fucking people. Like, I know who the fuck got my back. So I'm going to fucking let these guys go. And I'm going to bring in people who I know that got my back. Well, okay. Once again, once again, <laughs> then who is who guys back? Who's the new guy for his new, his new secretary of state? Uh, yeah. So it's a CIA director, Mike Pompeo. Oh, that's what the Mike Pompeo part was for. Yeah. So, uh, he, wasn't there also a new director of CIA? You, you, you'll get to that problem. I'm, I'm going to follow right up right now. So, um, so if Mike Pompeo gets confirmed by the Senate, which is likely because they had to confirm him to be CIA director, right? So. Once you get confirmed by the Senate for a cabinet post, it's easier when you get, you know, when you have to go up again for another post because you already passed, right? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So um, uh, now he has a really hardline attitude, uh, much like Trump, regarding Iran and North Korea. Um, and his replacement at the CIA is by a lady named Gina Haspel. Jelani, do you know who Gina Haspel is? She would be the new CIA director? She would be. And as a matter of fact, she'd be the first woman to fill the post, which Trump obviously bragged about. I only know that because it was a, a, a woman's name, and I know that he was bragging about that. And she's like a long-term operator in the CIA. As a matter of fact, she's um, she, she comes from the CIA. She's made a career in the CIA. Um, now, Haspel, the problem is Haspel once ran a black ops site prison in Thailand um, where two terrorism suspects were waterboarded. Um, and it's going to come up during confirmation hearings because uh, a lot of senators have problems with torture. <laughs> Wait, a lot people have problem with what? Right. Have with, with torture. torture. With torture. Like Rand Paul already came out and said, I'm going to vote against her. Wait, because he doesn't like torture? Because he, that's not what he's about. But here's the thing, though. It's bad people. <laughs> I know. Fucking and you want to get, the, get the information from them. You got to torture them. They, they won't tell you the information if you don't torture not. them. You can't just talk to them. If somebody shows up and they're a bad person, they're automatically like, no matter what you do, American, I'll never talk. And then you say, oh, really? And you put their nuts in a, in a <laughs> wait, I'm going to let you know what, in a, oh. a drawer. Oh. And you slam the drawer. All right. And you're like, how about now? And they're like, I'll, I'll never talk. And you, then you put the whole, whole kid and caboodle into the drawer. <laughs> Folks at home, you know what I'm talking about. The whole King Caboodle. And you slam that. And then they talk. That's All how right. you do it. That's Jack Bauer. That's how they, exactly. I learned from Jack Bauer. So you do exactly like that. And now, um, this is just the latest string of shakeups in the Trump administration. Um, and it comes during an awful time uh, because the president is going to meet with North Korea in May. Um, and he doesn't have his top diplomat there. So it's going to go swimmingly. Yeah, and um, this just broke tonight, too, regarding uh, FBI director um, Andrew McCabe. He's actually deputy director. Um, uh, he, he just got fired. Um, Why is everybody getting fired, bro? He, 
he, he he was already suspended. But here's a fucked up thing: how fucked up Trump is. So, uh, as a federal employee, you get pension, you get benefits, right? Yes. And he had been in like the FBI or federal government and in the pension program for like like nineteen months and like a uh, uh, like 19 years and like 11 months or something right and uh-huh. he needed like two weeks to get like full pension right so he's about to leave himself he, he, he was already on leave he was already out he was already on leave because trump had said you need to go on leave so he went on leave and trump fired him a week or so before he would get full benefits this dude is so, ruthless so he would just days before his pension was supposed to kick in i noticed you were in a week are gonna get money from us we don't want you to get that money so you're fired. You got to go. Fuck you. And he can't even do anything. Like, what's he, what's he, if you've been the FBI deputy, whatever, for so what are you going to do? Get another job? We're going to work at Walmart? What's he going to do? No, you got it. What I would do is just, get, just wait till next administration, get some sort of like low-key low job for like a week, and then you, and then that's it. That's the only thing you can do. That's all you can do. This is some ruthless, like, like, like honestly, petty, childish shit. Because like that didn't mean, like he wasn't even affecting you negatively. I <laughs> know. Like, I want to fire you so you don't get your money. Sir, we could wait, like, a week. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. Not going to be able to do it. That's how that sounds way too long. You know who's not going to be able to do it? Who's not going to be able to do it? Trump not going to be able to stop Stormy Daniels. Stormy! The storms are coming, Lonnie. The fucking storms are coming. Have you heard about who Stormy Daniels? We talked about Stormy Daniels on our Several podcast. times. Don't you pretend like I don't know what's going on with Stormy Daniels. Let's remind folks who Stormy Daniels is. Stormy Daniels is an adult film actress. You've seen her in such films as I don't know the name of those, those films at all. <laughs> you thought I'd go say some some names and films, and you were wrong. I don't know Stormy Daniel films. If anybody ever knows the name, like the actual title of a porn star, and like the actual title of their of the movie they played in, you're watching too much porn, or you're yeah. too committed to that. You just too yeah, because that, that means you know the narratives. Because like I know some porn actresses, I know some porn actors, I know both that, but I do not know. I'm not gonna say okay, you were in this film and you played this character. I'm not gonna do it. I can't do it. There's not that much like artistic critique. I think that you could like have to like they, store away. Well, no, because there's like I mean with Stormy, like she's gone into like the quote unquote like story driven ones. So they have like full there are story driven. Yes, ones? they have full on like um, budgets, producers. They have script writers, and I don't know how the script really goes because like every other scene's like and then they bone. Yeah, because like they're delivering pizza or something. No, 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 because they have one that were like, oh, now we're pirates on the high seas, and then they bone, or they have oh some monster got taken over, and then they bone. But they have scripts. Just saying. Anyway, back to Stormy. So there's a 60 Minutes news story coming out this Sunday, Jelani. She's breaking her silence. Ooh! No silence from Stormy. Now, the interview has already been recorded. Stormy silence. 60 messages, fact-checking. Um, Trump lawyers are scrambling to stop it, but they can't. Um, so they issued just this last, just today uh, that they, they actually moved her case to um, another courthouse. Um, to basically expand the amount of damages that she could receive. Now, the le- the latest reports say that Stormy Daniels may face more than $20 million in damages for violating the Hush Agreement that requires her to remain silent about an affair she alleges she had with Donald Trump between 2006 and 2007. The potential damages against Daniels were disclosed Friday in a filing in federal court in Los Angeles by Essential Consultants, LLC which is an entity that was set by Trump's personal lawyer. The company moved the lawsuit filed by Daniels last week in California state court against Trump to federal court saying that neither Daniels, Trump, 
Note the LLC are California residents and the amount of damages exceeds 75000 limit for a case to proceed in state court. Trump, of course, supports the transfer of the case between courts. Um, in any other situation, this would be political, like, cyan gas for any politician. Like, oh, no. Like, like, but, like, 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 it would have killed any politician easily. We, we have so many scandals all at once. This is essentially an episode of Scandal that's never stopped. So, because of that, we can't even respond to this. Olivia Pope can't even deal with how much stuff DT is going through. <laughs> so... Um, I'm not sure if Delorean's going to get this out in time before Sunday. Um, but if it's after Sunday, if you're listening to this, go back and hopefully there's news stories all about it. So we're right caught up. Go and watch his 60 Minutes um, uh, episode because I will have it on, I was about to say TiVo. People don't know who TiVo is. No one. Who is a TiVo? I was going to have it on DVR. DVR. TiVo you know, like, is TiVo, who used in to say, the ground. Well, people used to say T, 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 TiVo before they say DVR. I know, I know. But it's, then it flipped. That's the first time I've ever seen it flip. No, you know, it's right. As far as like the, the lexicon. lexicon. Uh, and, we, and we've had conversations about this. A quick aside, folks. We're going to have a conversation amongst each other. Um, yeah, it's really weird. Because like, you know, when, with, with, with um, Xerox or Kleenex or any you know, of those things, like, it goes into the lexicon and that word, which is the thing, ends it up stays. being... Exactly. But with TiVo, because TiVo fell apart, it did not become the staple that it needed to be. Nope. It switched over to, I'm going to DVR, I'm just going to record it. Because yep. when you say I'm going to record something, people realize you have a DVR. Because they don't think you have a VCR. No. <laughs> no one thinks you have a VCR. Nope. nope. Yeah. Um, All right, anyway. So... Uh, watch it this Sunday. It's going to be spectacular TV. And there are some legal repercussions, too, that could arise for Trump. I mean, not just politically, because, you know, Trump can't ever get embarrassed. It doesn't matter what he does. Um, but that's the latest and greatest. So we'll see what happens after this Sunday. You know what we won't teach, Lonnie? What? Any more fucking news stories that we can't get to. Oh, this gives me anxiety. So here are some fucking news stories that we will not get to, Lonnie, because there's too many fucking news stories out there. Okay? Hit me with it. So we're not going to be able to talk about the former Russian spy being poisoned in the UK. You heard oh, about that? I heard about that. Okay, we're not going to talk about Mueller now subpoenaing, subpoena, subpoenaing? Sub, giving a subpoena to. Giving subpoena to, uh, uh, for documents from the Trump organization now. That's huge. The actual company. We can't even talk. Oh. Now, we're not going to talk about rumors that uh, National Security Advisor uh, McMaster might be leaving. John McMaster. And the last, that's not his name. Okay. Uh, but the last saint, <laughs> who's the last sane man in the room, but might be replaced by Jelani. Guess who? Craig McMaster. John Bolton. Okay, Remember sure. who he is? Somebody with John. The guy with the white with the mustache. mustache. Yes, I know John Bolton. So here's the thing about that is uh, John Bolton, Trump doesn't like that mustache. Trump used to say he needs to cut that shit, cut that mustache off. Then why are you so petty? Think Bro, about... Think about all the folks in Trump's cabinet. None of them have facial hair. Trump doesn't like facial hair. It's a thing. It's a thing for him. Well, wait, wait, because um, what's his name? The doctor, the the um, brain surgeon. What's his name? Ben Carson. Ben Carson has a thin mustache. He does, but he's also black. It's not. I think, but I think the black Trumps because he's his token black person. Yeah, he's like, I don't care what you do with your facial hair. You're black. I yeah. need you in here. In the um, but John Bolton, he has talked about how he despises it. So I don't know if John Bolton gets his mustache cut, but that's what he's known for. So we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to tr- uh, talk about Trump going to fill his ca- uh, his cabinet with TV personalities and basically all of the Fox News, um, starting with Larry Ludlow as his chief economic advisor. 
not going to talk about that. So Steve Ducey's going to be on part of the cabinet? He might be. Uh, we're not going to talk about uh, Trump visiting L.A. and California and how he said he lied to the Canadian prime minister at a fundraiser. And that the governor him and the governor of California and the president were having a Twitter war. Um, we're not going to talk about that. Those are things that we cannot even talk about because there's so much other fucking news going on. Goodness gracious. Too much. Too much. Too much. I can't even deal with it sometimes. It's ridiculous. You know what? I'm going to let it go. Go ahead and just <laughs> let it go. Let's move on. I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. I'm going to go ahead and jump in, stop this segment, and move on to the next segment, which is that weekend wrap-up. You like how I paused, like, for no reason, way longer than I needed to? <laughs> I don't know why. I, said, I had weekend and had, like, at least five beats between weekend and wrap-up. You hit that 15-second skip. Yeah, exactly. Like, anybody out there, if, you wanna, if you're in your car, keep driving and pay attention. But if you're not in your car, go ahead and fast-forward between the weekend and the wrap-up part. Because I said those things, I have so much space between those two words for no reason whatsoever. Anyway, speaking of my weekend, you know what I did for my weekend? What did you do? Not much. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> no, no. This will be quick. Exactly. <laughs> Real fast. I had some Indian food in the rain. I don't know how It may sound crazy. I don't know why that's newsworthy. Going, going, go outside. I don't know what's in the rain. less newsworthy, the Indian food or, or the, rain. the rain or the combination of both. No, the combination of both is what was crazy. No, um, so it was really, really raining last weekend. Uh, we were in California, folks. Anybody who's in Russia or Spain or Czechoslovakia, wherever you are in the world, we were in California. And last weekend, it was kind of raining. And we're not used to too much rain. But me and my girl, we went to visit some of her friends to eat food from India while we were in the rain. Now, this led to other things taking place. We went in there, ate some food. I met one of her friend's boyfriends. He was a cool guy. We ate, chilled. I looked up in the sky, saw some basketball playing. I <laughs> always will look up in the sky and watch any TV that's on, even though I don't watch the sports. It just takes my attention, so it is what it is. But we immediately left from that place and busted back so I could go all the way to someplace in Orange County because we were in Claremont. So I, wow, that's far. So I drove an hour in the rain, back to Orange County somewhere, where I proceeded to uh, visit one of my friends with a girl. Um, it was my friend's birthday from from work. So at work, pers- person, they had their birthday celebrated <laughs> at their house. You're going very thorough on the explanation. I want to make people know who I'm talking about. This is a person. A work friend who's a friend at work. Exactly. This is a work friend from work. All right, so work friend from work, I went to see them on their birthday at the day of their birth. All right, so anyway, we're at their house, they're playing these games. We you ever played the game, What's Your Meme? Or Know Your Meme? Nope. All right, so you ever played the game um, Cards Against Humanity? Nope, but I know about that one. All right, so Cards Against Humanity is very similar to this game right here, where they basically will have a picture, right? And it's going to be some kind of random meme. Okay. And I'll just show a picture to everybody. They even put the meme on a little bitty easel. Okay. And what you have to do is everyone's going to present their card that they want to say, okay, I'm going to use this card to be what connects to this meme, this meme picture. And whoever has the funniest, they end up getting that card. Whoever at the end of the game has at least seven of the memes, they win. 
So we were playing that game. We also played Taboo. We also played fucking Scattergories. I forgot some of the games we played. <laughs> but we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. Next day, we go home, sleep it off, wake up, and then we go to a comic book store where we're learning about Jessica Jones comics and buying some of those. And then we go to watch what? We go to watch A Wrinkle in Time. Ooh, did you like that? I did like it, but I will let you guys know this. I'm going to watch it so don't fucking spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. I will say this about A Wrinkle in Time. All right? And you're going to be easily able to do this. It's a very good movie if you have a childlike mind. That's all I will say about it. <laughs> that sounds very disparaging. I'm not saying this is like a bad movie at all. Because like what I was doing, the whole time I was watching, I was like, okay, I see what some of the things that I might be missing, I see why I'm missing it, maybe because of my age. That's what I... That's and your cynicism. Because you are broken and dark inside. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like, yes. you have to understand, too, like, these types of movies, you have to go in with... A certain predisposition, right? You have to go in knowing that a sense of wonder. Yeah, but also like it's a kids' movie. Like, they, like they have to reach the broad spectrum. Exactly, right? and it's, that's all I'm it's, saying. It's, it's hard for every movie that Disney produces to be like a Pixar movie. Because yeah. Pixar does a good job yeah. of like, yeah, to, to, to go ahead and grab everybody's attention. It's and, hard to reach across that entire yeah. spectrum, right? And regardless, as at least at this point, as far as the news I've read. Disney still has the number one and number two movie, so it is what it is. So they're doing something right. What's number one, two? Wakanda for life. The Wakanda forever. <laughs> By the way, the Wakanda forever symbol, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie yet, but the Wakanda forever symbol is now being used by black athletes in real sports and black like professionals. That's awesome. Yeah, they'll just use the Wakanda like, straight up. Just, like, yeah, it's, it's, I've seen it like Wakanda. Yeah. There's actually a movement called... Uh, uh, something hashtag Wakanda votes or something and like they actually go to Black Panther movies and like register people to vote. Exactly. Because I'm, Wakanda I'm like Wakanda. Forever. <laughs> so, yeah, so um, that was my weekend. Go ahead. Uh, I had a daddy-daughter weekend. Woo! I love these. You know, Saturdays are my daddy-daughter day. Uh, daddy-daughter day. So it also rained when we went because we're in the same region. I was in Orange County. I live in Orange County. I was in Orange County. Um, you can see this Orange County. This Orange County. Okay, we're we're at Patrick's house. You will never find out where it is, but that's where we are right now. But they're a little bit closer now, because they know. Damn it! They know where we are. So so we went to this one um, uh, play center. It's called um, Discovery Cube. Uh, there we went to go buy tickets for this event called Bubble Fest. I talked about it last year. Yes, it's back again. Um. Had a great time. Um, my daughter and I, you know, I, I packed her a backpack full of snacks. Uh, we was going to be there for like five, six hours. Um, had a fucking awesome time. Daughter loved it. Um, I always get kind of nervous, though, when I go to, like, not nervous, but I get a little bit of anxiety when my daughter has to go to a place where it's like a bunch of other strange kids. Because you don't know how some of these fucking kids are going to act. And I don't know when I'm going to have to feel like I'm going to have to punch a kid. Like, I don't feel like, like, I'm, I'm, I'm always on the lookout, like, is this kid going to fucking try to hurt my daughter? Like, uh, accidentally or not, is my daughter going to get hurt? Um, but I have to take a step back and I have to allow her to grow. And, you know, if she gets bumped or she gets knocked over or if some kid is mean to her, she has to be able to defend herself. Um, so it gives a little bit of anxiety, but we had a great time. Uh, they have this one exhibit where... Uh, basically it's like a fake shop, like market, a shop, like a grocery store. And the kids can go and basically go scan and pick up groceries. 
and it teaches them how to be eco-friendly. They, they, the grocery list can be uh, either eco-friendly or non-eco-friendly. Okay. And they have to get, like, things that are vegan and or and organic and things like that. Okay. Yeah, it's all, I mean, it's Orange County. It's, like, where a lot of white folks are at, so it's... Yes, apparently, because, like, like, like a, a child learning this. I mean, that's amazing, but what? And then Wifey and I uh, went on a date night. We actually went to go try to uh, exercise our movie pass memberships. Mm-hmm. I went to go see Red Sparrow. Um Awesome fucking movie. I was going to say, what are your thoughts on that? Really enjoyed it. I don't know if you've seen it. I have not seen you it You should yet. go. You have movie pass. You should I've go watch not, it. Like, you like, should go watch like, it. Like, like it's movie, good. It's movie, good. It's movie pass with me, and we've talked about this a lot on the show. Movie pass, if you're out there, you can, you can definitely, definitely support us. But it's crazy because it almost gets to the point where you're like, dude, there's so much out there I can totally watch. I'm almost like overwhelmed sometimes. I'm like, I can just walk in there and like, I'm gonna watch this, watch that. If I'm bored in any way, shape, or form, I just walk in, boop, movie, watch it. Why not? <laughs> just pop in. Just watch. You should go watch it. And I'll i i watch the movie halfway through. I don't give a fuck. It's the first time Jennifer Lawrence. Um, it's like, you know, because I don't know if it's because those photos came out about her. Oh, she's nude in the movie. I heard the, about the entire movie. She's like nude all the time, and she is like ri- ridiculous. Like, <laughs> she has worked out. She's on that like keto. She's like keto diet. Well, she's like, 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 who gave you them abs? Who she, gave you them abs? Yeah, I'm, she's fit and like, you know, very voluptuous still. And just, I don't know what, it. it's very disturbing how hot, like I turned on my wife and I was like, she's hot. My wife's like, she's hot. She's like super hot. All right. So folks, I'm going to go ahead and apologize for the creepiness that you had to deal with from Patrick. <laughs> Sometimes that happens. It, it only ekes out, but I'm here to go ahead and curtail him and just take care of control. But he's done with his weekend stories and also his creepiness. We're going to move on to the next segment, which is returning since his small hiatus from last week. Like I said, we're going to go back and forth every other week. We're going to have this segment pop in. But this time we are going to have this segment pop in. And that segment is, of course, pros in different area codes. <laughs> So she's like super hot. Wait, um, what, what are you talking go about? Go watch it. What are you, go, you're in a <laughs> new segment. We're in a new segment. Red Sparrow. Did you not no, hear? But also I wanted to say. You didn't hear uh, Nate Dog. Nate Dog just talked. And I saw Game Night. Fine. I saw Game but Red Sparrow's better than Game Night. I, wait, <laughs> what the hell? I've got pros. Okay, here we go. All right, so March Madness, Jelani, is here. Yes. Fucking Madness. Madness. When you walked into the house, there was a March Madness game on July that I was watching. There was a March Madness banner. You had one of them fat heads on the wall. It was really weird. It was extra distracting. I don't know why you had all this shit going on. I was like, these are some college kids you're not going to know in a month. And you got all this shit. You had a, a jersey on from a kid from freaking Xavier University. I didn't know Xavier University even existed. But like, that's not the school you went to. So I don't understand why you got Xavier University jerseys on. When did you buy that shit? It made no sense. <laughs> it's actually Virginia University just had an upset um Jelani uh well let me let me before we even talk about the the upset okay let's talk about real quick what the fuck March Madness is on you know what March Madness is have you heard about it what what what's March Madness it's when a lot of people uh in college basketball play in March right so college See? Basket- I got it right <laughs> So they're like the the not necessarily the top teams, but um uh only a finite amount of college basketball teams get to go into this tournament, and it all f- goes down to the final four, and then you know you win the national college championship. Well, um, it's it's something that if 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 you don't follow, it's kind of fun to do because you you heard about the brackets, 
right? So people fill out their brackets. They basically guess who's going to move on in each round. Obama filled out his bracket. Yeah, and it's like this amazing thing, and it's amazing because like uh, Warren Buffett always comes out every year and says, if you get a hundred percent bracket, like you get that correct, then I'll give you like a million dollars. Wait. Yeah, if you can choose all the teams correct, I will give you a million dollars. And so people like have computers and algorithms to try to figure out, you know, what happens. But, you know, what ends up happening is it doesn't matter what what al- algorithms people put out and what strategies you think you can play out and predict. Um, there are always crazy fucking upsets. That's why it's called March Madness. Because so you have no one's crazy ever got upsets. that million dollars? Never. Never. I'm going to get that million dollars. Warren, watch out for me. So I don't know anything about basketball. I'm going to get that Warren million dollars. So over the next few weeks, um, uh, there's going to be a lot of people talking about basketball, uh, college basketball. Um, tonight, there was the biggest upset ever in, basketball, in college basketball history. Uh, the University of Virginia lost upset. They're the number one seed in their bracket or their division. They lost to a 16 seed, basically a one a team who barely got into the tournament. Okay. And they lost tonight, July, first time in tournament history, zero and 365 teams uh, that were the first the first seeded and the 16th have tried, competed. It's 0 and 365. This school that beat the number one seed the first time in uh, tournament history. Uh. So you've heard of University of Virginia. I mean, it sounds like a, you know. It's a university, I'm going to assume, from Virginia. The team that beat them was the University of Maryland, Baltimore County. So they're probably the university from Maryland in, if I'm not mistaken, Baltimore County. They are their uh, retrievers. That's their name. I didn't ask all that. Their 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 acronym is UMBC, UMBC. Never never heard of UMBC. No. But they beat out Virginia. So people who fill out their brackets, a lot of people's bra- brackets are busted already, including mine, because it's upset. No no one thought UMBC would ever beat out Virginia. Them big double D's busted them brackets. <laughs> okay, I don't know about that, but um, so twenty million people tuned in for the championship game last year, um. The NCAA is making billions of dollars off these students, um, and there's still that debate, which we can get into, not today, though, about whether college athletes should get paid or not. Because I have some opinions about that shit. But I wanted folks to um, just get a little cheat sheet, okay? So just keep in mind over the next few weeks, okay? So one what is my cheat sheet I wanted to put on here tonight was... Oh, look out for Virginia, okay? <laughs> look out for Virginia, part, not the person. Part, part of my tip sheet here was the Cavaliers haven't won a championship before, but they have great defense, which is which is fantastic. Um, thanks to players like Isaiah Wilkins, who's up for National Defensive Player of the Year. Well, forget about them. They lost. <laughs> All right. So look out for Villanova. They are also a number one seed. The Wildcats have only lost a few games this season, and they have two titles under their belt. This could be the season they take it back. Uh, and then Duke. You've heard of Duke University, right, Jelani? I guess. They are the number two seeded, uh, led by power forward Marvin Bagley. Um, that's the one everyone's talking about, uh, already made for NBA player, with also guys like Grayson Allen, Wendell Carter Jr. has also been stepping up. You know who Grayson Allen is, Jelani? Homie, you know I don't know that shit. I'm not going to even bring that up. Um, and the shirt I'm wearing, Jelani, 
CSUF, Cal State Fullerton. That is your school. My alma mater. Yes. They also made the tournament, Jelani. I heard about that. I was yeah. actually, honestly, we were talking about yeah. this at work because we were watching it at work and they brought it up and I felt a little flutter because I was like, I was like, I that's my boy. That's my boys. This is his, this, yeah. that's his alma mater. Oh, the they've only, they only made the tournament three times in the history of the school. Hey, hey, it, it yeah. happened right now though because like I went to an art school so that's just never going to happen for me. It's never going to happen it's but it's like they, they, they made the fucking tournament and UCLA didn't make the tournament. Exactly. Like, just big name schools did not make the tournament. Big basketball name schools they didn't make the tournament. But Cal State Fullerton did. So good job, Cal State Fullerton. They lost today though. They got blown out by like thirty some odd points. Is it one and done? It's one and done. Oh. What are they gonna do? So, um, I just want to let you know that uh, brackets are already busted because of Virginia losing today. But it's gonna be a Cinderella story. Let's see who who makes it. You know, all the way to the final four of the championship. Get that glass slipper, homie. Anyway, anyway, the sports is done. Patrick, why don't you know this? Why don't you know? Why don't you know? Why why do you have to intro like that? Why, why? I don't why can't I just change it up? Why just you just throw the cadence all off? Like the Cinderella story sounded creepy. Like I said glass slipper. I said, said glass, glass slipper. And why don't you know this? And then the guy sang. So I don't see what I like the guy singing. He's a, he has a great voice. All right. Why don't you know? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, Patrick, what is it? What no? Not what does it mean? How do you charge it to the game? Charge um, it to the game. So I thought this was so my my answer may may be wrong. I mean, it probably is likely going to be wrong. I can tell now. Excuse me. A little my, my drink. I could tell now that you at least saw this in the notes. I had it in the notes a little earlier, so you had the time. To, I did. To, I, did. I to saw it. I'm like, okay. To reflect upon it. To reflect okay. upon yeah, it. Yeah, I'm like, okay. Fun. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I mean, I'm not gonna. It started me looking it up. And would you me, better not do that shit? No, yeah, me, me. Reflect upon it. Yeah, yeah. Me mulling it over. If it, it, you know, I don't think. I don't think it's a matter of time. It's not like we sit here and we time each other. Like you have 30 seconds to figure mm-hmm. out. I think it's like you're whether it takes 30 seconds or it takes five minutes, you're never gonna figure it out. I mean, it just. You you you're gonna know it or you're not. Exactly. Right. I, I don't care either way. Like exactly. Yeah. So I think charge it to the game. What it sounded like to me, um, it sounded like. Uh, this is hard to explain, but I think it's a good explanation. It's kind of like doing something, um, but it's just it's like a sacrifice. It's like part of like the game is like life. The game is like the hustle, right? And charge of the game is like, yo man, you just you know just like. That's like what you gotta do to be in the game. Like, you know, you gotta charge the game. What are you gonna do? That's what I think charges the game means. Did you look it up? You didn't look it I up? I didn't look it up. That's actually pretty on point. That's that's what it means. Honestly, because like, okay. Nah, that's, that, that's just life, motherfucker. Just, me, that's me, part of the hustle. Let me break it down because you yeah. are so... Cost of doing business. <laughs> and me, I thought that was like, when I when like, I thought about it, it you know, I thought it, it, it like made sense. I was like, wow, that's a, that's a very... That's a very poetic way to say something. Yes. Okay. And, and if it wasn't the way, I'm going to make that up. <laughs> if, like, if it wasn't accurate, I'm like, I'm still going to use it. Yes. But my interpretation of it. No, no, no. That was absolutely correct. For our listeners at home, I'll break it down a little bit further. Let's say that for whatever reason, you are a guy who who, who always steps on this girl, right? He always steps on this girl. Okay, this is just a, a one particular scenario. And one day a situation happens where your girl steps out on you. And on top of that, she uh, ends up with 
um, a whole brand new husband and all that other shit. It's like, it's like the game you were playing, it, it 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 backfired on you, but you were still part of the game. You got charged into the game. Like, like, yeah, it's not on you. you it, got, like you said, the cost of doing business. Cost of doing business. Like, you were in the hustle, or even go back, let's go to those fucking samurai days. Live by the sword, die by the sword. You were out here chopping motherfuckers up, and one day you get chopped up, charge that shit to the game. Like, you were part of the struggle. You were in here. This is what happens. You knew what you were part of. And don't get mad yeah, because don't, you don't, got part. You were part of it. Don't put on yourself. Don't yeah, because there's, there's a good side and a bad side to all to every game. Yeah. So yes, cost to do a business. That was. That's it. I'm so proud of you. I know. I'm so proud of you. I've been on a bad streak. Yes, 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 like, yes. Because you, you brought up some. Uh, I still remember the one you bought that I didn't even watch a TV show. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah, 2018 <laughs> was a rough a rough start, <laughs> but you've been doing good so far afterwards. All right. So, um, Jelani, in college basketball. What is a one? I knew you were gonna do this shit. What is what well, NCAA March Madness? Of course. In spirit of, what is a one and one? Okay, so a, a one, one and one. A one and done is when you play a one game and you lose that one game. So I'm gonna say that a one and one is when <laughs> you played one game and you won that one game. That's all I can think of. <laughs> that did not sound okay. That's all I got. That's all you got. One and W O N. That is so, your best try. So, so O N E and W O N <laughs> is what I'm saying. It's a one and one. All right. Um, that is absolutely incorrect. Well, fuck. Uh, a one and one is when it comes to free throws. What the hell? <laughs> I know. Uh, they actually said it a couple times when you were walking into my living room. And I was like, I wonder if you caught that. Um, a one and one why is, is that, why is that not like a basketball thing in general? Why is that only for NCWA? So, so that's, I don't know who NCWA is. NCWA <laughs> folks. So, it's something that Jelani made up right now. Um, I know what the NCAA is, uh, but like in regular basketball, when you go to the foul line, right, to hit free throws, uh, you, you hit two free throws, like automatically, usually, right? When you're taking a shot, you hit the two free throws consecutively, uh, for NCAA, the foul rules are when you get to a certain uh, foul level, you get to shoot free throws. But it's not uh, two free throws automatic. It's if you make the f- you, you could have the potential of getting two free throws, but only if you make the first one. So if you make the first free throw, then you go and you stay at the line and you make a second free throw. Um, but if you miss the first th- free throw and the other team gets a rebound, that's it. You only got one chance. So that's called a one and one. Is that only in college basketball? It's only college basketball rules. That's where it differs. I think that's international rules too. But um, so if anything, I think, and that's the way like high like high school programs do. That's the way rec leagues do. The way the NBA plays, um, that's the exception, folks. That is a one and one. And that's fine. That was a very good. Why don't you know this, folks? I'm going to address you guys at home right now. You guys notice how with my why don't you know this. That within the context of what I asked, the clues were there for for Patrick to kind of cobble together the answer. <laughs> Whereas with his shit, he had somehow, some way, a rule that even though I'm trying to get a little bit better with basketball, that he had a rule that was specifically only for college basketball. He's fucking with the game. <laughs> no, I, am, I am not gonna charge that to the game. I will not charge it to the game. It's what part you of did. it's 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 in the spirit of college basketball. A one in one is. Um, and, and, and because you don't know sports as well, yes. um, it's it's a crucial difference in 
professional basketball and collegiate basketball. Like it's, it's something that it's just it's you you don't know this. Like I don't know a lot of stuff, but it's a one and one. Is somebody say every single game? I will not charge it to the game. <laughs> it has not been charged to the game. All right, the the, 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 the the game's credit card is not used. <laughs> Whoo shit. Anyway, move on to our next segment. So I hate that dirty pop. Dirty pop, baby, baby, you can't stop. So, you, you make, you uh, Stephen, Patrick has a top. <laughs> so, um, uh, Stephen Hawking died, Jelani. Yes, he did. You know who Stephen Hawking is? Of course. He was a genius. He was a physicist. He um, had his, he had ALS, and but he was able to deal with ALS and still continue to live his life and be a genius, a brilliant scientist even suffering from that affliction for many years he died at what 76 he's a guy he had to like talk like this because no he didn't talk like that he had a machine interpretation yes a interpretation he could not actually talk himself so the world famous uh physicist and best-selling author stephen Hawking. he wrote books homie he died this morning in england well not this morning sorry that was actually last night um he was known for his theory on how the universe works especially black holes uh, he came up with the idea that um, black holes aren't entirely black at all, but radiate particles. Um, Hawking's theory was a major breakthrough in trying to combine quantum mechanics with Albert Einstein's theory of relativity, which is pretty easy. I mean, I don't know why most people didn't think about that. Exactly. Come um, on now, y'all. <laughs> he was the subject of The Theory of Everything, the movie that had Eddie uh, Raidman in it, and he won an Oscar for it. A lot yes. Of folks remember him. Trying to play... Young Stephen Hake. Yeah, like you said, he has Lou Gehrig's disease, which is also known as ALS. Um, when he died, his family shared something uh, that Hawking's once said. Um, he said, and I quote, it would not be much of a universe if it wasn't home to the people you love. End quote. That's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, he he like, you know, he did all this like, I'm about to say galactical stuff, but like. You say galactical this, stuff? All this forward reaching and forward thinking stuff. And it's like, it was just his brain. You yeah, know? he was just a smart dude. He was just he was just that dude. So many times the Simpsons spoofed him and put him on. Like, no, 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 no. They didn't spoof him. They had him on. Oh, they had him on? It oh, was wow. him. I didn't know that. You didn't know that. Yeah, no, they had him cool. come on. Yeah, that was like, he was well-respected. Even when you made him like a, a jokes, quote-unquote, that was him. He was in on it. Yes, he was in on it. He got it. Yes. And like someone was saying, like, I don't know who it was, but like they were talking about his thing that like monitored or repurposed his speech. Yeah. They're like, why wasn't his speech repurposed to be in a British accent? Yeah, why well, wasn't like, it better too? Why always it just so like I, I, I like like he had that since like the seventies and it like sounded the same or the eighties and it sounded like the same thing when it was like in twenty seventeen. First and foremost, do you have something talking for you when you they talk? can't make it sound like a ways. Do you have something talking for you? <laughs> no. Okay. That's my thing. God, I was still the same person. Like you're talking about, oh, we need to be an English accent. Let me know what you got that you can have ALS where you have only maybe two or three digits available for you to type and somehow, some way, what you want to say is being said. You tell me. Is that how it is? Is he type with his fingers? I don't did you see him when he was sitting there chilling out? He wasn't doing a whole lot, but what he wanted to say was being said. And it was some actual high-caliber shit. I know. I'm so, just wondering if they could change the, the, the voice. You guys want too much. That's it. It's not that hard to do. They could Is do it? it? It's they not? It's not? They, it's, look, I used to have uh, I used to have Kevin Hart on my ways, and he used to be like, make a left. Turn that, right. That's not the same thing <laughs> as having full-on statements. Was he saying, 
on this street, make a left. Was he saying it? Was he? Know, he he was not. He, he was could. not. He could. He, no, no. What else? What else? <laughs> what else? Dirty pop. Well, I want to talk about this because it's something that you had posted and you had brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's that? What, what happened with Rihanna's Snapchat? Why are they snapping? Why are they fighting? Well, here's the thing, folks out there in podcast land. Rihanna has, um, I don't know if you guys know this, Rihanna's a pretty popular pop star. And she has a following who will not do her bidding, but when she doesn't like something, they don't like something. And this is the way it is. Simply the way it is. Anyway, Snapchat, popular uh, social media app that you may have heard of, they decided to post this advertisement within the middle of snaps for whatever reason and (laughs) i don't know why they did this the advertisement said hey folks would you rather slap rihanna (laughs) or punch chris brown this is what the thing they decided to do they want to show this in real life and rihanna was like, oh, bro, that's um pretty fucked up because you're making a joke out of domestic violence. Also, that you're making a joke about domestic violence that has to do with me. That's crazy. I mean, I don't really have... She actually said this. I don't really have feelings about this shit anymore. It is what it is. Because they apologized. Exactly. They apologized. Yeah, but it is what it is. But other people still go through domestic abuse and you're making a joke about this. Me, I'm just saying, I don't know what y'all want to do. But Riri and the crew, we out of here, homie. And she deleted her shit. And 60,000 or 600,000 people did it with her. And then Snapchat's stock plummeted. They lost $800 million. $800 million. More than a quarter million dollars for its market value. They lost 4%, Jelani. And and it was down this morning as of Friday. What Snapchat needs to realize is that you are overly reliant on influencers. You already had a situation where Kylie Jenner was like, does anybody even use Snapchat anymore? And you had some shit, you had a dip from that. You think that's the end of the downfall of Snapchat? Are they coming back? Well, they are they down? They are down and they'll continue to be down if they continue to not, first of all, the UX is shit right now. It's awesome. It's, it's, it's awful, I mean. Yes, it's awful because like I want to use it. The user interface. Yes, I use it. I use it because like, I want to connect with you. I want to connect with other people who I only have on Snapchat. But it's just unreliable. Why are they forcing you to like chat with people? Like, I just want to go check your stuff. Like, what do I have to... Because you want to tap it and you want to, I just want to talk. I want, I, I want to see your shit. <laughs> I, I want to see your shit without you seeing me. I don't want to see. I just want to see what you're doing. That's all. Yeah, but you make it so hard and like, yeah. ah, Snapchat. So it's all about the gram there. We're going back to the gram. If, if, if it wasn't for the fact that Snapchat has them fire ass filters, <laughs> if it wasn't for that. All right. Shit. You're all, y'all lucky. Y'all lucky. Get them filters. Keep them filters up. You fuck them filters up. They're pretty up. damn cool. They're pretty cool. Yeah, because if you miss those filters, Instagram go take all your lunch. All your lunch. Anyway, back to the, the fucking show. So, box. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. <laughs> it's just kind of weird. Like, you just you made a statement, and then you just, like, ended it with so box. So, at the end, it was like, oh, that, oh okay. So, we're going. We're in a new segment now. Let's do it. I just want to make sure, like, here's the thing, y'all. Now, I know that you guys have anybody, except for the people who are brand new to the show, because some people are brand new to the show. Everyone who's not brand new to the show knows that while we're here, we imbibe in a couple of, not psychedelics, 
but things that you know affect <laughs> affect our mood. I'm I'm I, I'm drinking. Patsy's drinking. Okay. We're, all, we're over here. We're, we're, right. we're, we're having a little fun. We're doing our thing. Patsy's drinking water, but we're still drinking. It's a drink is a drink. Anyway, but I want to make sure you guys know what was happening. I want to be real with you. Real with you. Anyway. So what you got real with the soapbox today? What you got to say? All right. So check this out. Now, this is a, apparently based off of my, my app. It might have been fixed already, but I haven't tried it out yet. But, um. I'm mad at my Google, my Google Mini. Of course, I'm Google. I'm mad at Google Home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I told you about that. The, yeah, the, you you probably have the same situation. I like, share that with you. The only difference between yours and mine is that like yours is bigger. I don't know why I even said that. <laughs> I, don't okay, I, I, don't I, I don't know. I don't know. I walked into that room. I don't. I didn't even bring it up. Why mine's bigger than yours? <laughs> well, stop talking about how really stop, stop talking about how. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Size don't matter all the time. Ahead, go ahead. It gets it gets the job done, folks. It gets the job, ladies. Um. Anyway, my situation is that. I wanted my Google Mini to wake me up, but not only wake me up, but to wake me up with my podcast, excuse me, my Spotify playlist that I specified. Now, if I ask it to play my Spotify playlist, it'll play it. But I say, I want you to play this Spotify playlist in the future. It's like, I don't know how to do that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like no, do what I want. Now, I got an email this morning saying that, hey, now you can go ahead and set real super crazy tasks for your for your, your Google Mini. But la- when I wrote this note in here, I couldn't do it. And I was mad about it. Oh, no. I want to be able to say, when I wake up, I want you to play this playlist and say, Jelani, here's your morning. When I decide to wake up, do that for me. I want to live in the Jetsons right now. And I'm not doing it so far. I think Alexa, can, I wonder if Alexa can do that. Alexa doesn't have access to the internet, so she's not as smart as Oh, really? She doesn't have access to it? Well, anyways. Siri's um, pretty good, but Google, I mean, but, but, but Alexa, not as much. I agree with you. Google Google Mini Home are, is garbage. Um, not garbage, per se. It's, would, it's a hot pile of garbage because, of, because of the expectations I have. Oh, shit. Okay. Like, I, I almost, like, I've had this, and I got mine for free. <laughs> yes, okay? you did. Yes, you did. And um, I just, and the reason why it's a hot pile of garbage, what makes it a hot pile of garbage, because uh, I'm going to stand next to you on the soapbox, is that I have a Google Assistant, and it's so fucking smart. Google Assistant could probably program to wake up and play your uh, your Spotify playlist. Yeah. Um. Put the, whatever, whoever is in my Google system, put it in the fucking Google Home and Mini. Just dump out whatever brain is in the fucking Google Home and Mini and put in whatever's in my phone. Because my Google sister is so smart. She gets it. She gets me. Uh, no, here's the thing. Now, Patrick, now, I'm the devil's advocate, you can use what you put in your phone through the Google Home app, folks, through the Google Home app, and make it go to your Google Home. Like, like, I did a test run, and I asked Google Assistant one question, asked Google Home the same question. Who do you think got it right? Google, um, your phone. Your phone. Google Assistant. That's right. That's yeah. all I'm saying. So I so I disagree with you. Google, I'm just, Google Home is a, f- a fucking idiot. It really is. Something, some, something got to give. You know who's also an idiot, Jelani, is, uh, what I'm going to talk about next is my rant, is people who don't fucking follow the tickets when they go into any event. Oh, um, goodness, the way she is. <laughs> Look, okay, so when you go to any public event and you have reserved seating and you know, okay, look, your fucking ticket and you're like, I'm going to go up to row row A or go to row E and I'm in 16 and 17. You know what fucking ticket, it's right there. Along the way, there are ushers who tell you, are, are you heading to the right seat? 
Are you there's fucking signs on the doors? They'll there's even signs. Sign, they'll, 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 they'll escort they'll, you. They'll stop you sometimes. They're right to prevent you from going the wrong way. Right? They lead you all the way up until the very end. They're like, you know what? We're gonna release these folks because all they need to do next is find the road and find the seat. That should be very simple for folks to do. It sounds simple to me. We're leaving you on your own now. Off you go. Are you gonna be safe? Are you Off gonna be okay? You go. Motherfucker still can't do it right. <laughs> Motherfucker still can't do it right. So twice, twice, my wife and I went to a fucking movie, right? Date night. We'll go see a movie. We love our movie pass. We'll go see a fucking movie. Yes. And we have reserved seating because we like to get there when we want to. Of course. Know where we're going to sit at. And twice, twice, Jelani, back to back, we went to the movie theaters and some people were in our fucking seats. And when I've asked them to move, they make it it's inconvenient for them. And it's like, Bitch, you need to know how and what row you are in and what seat you are in. And if you are asked to move, do not fucking act like it's my fucking fault. They and and and, and what I find the most disturbing is when I get there, they are all fucking camped out. They have their blankets all set up in the fucking seats. They have their popcorns already set. They have their recliners already leaned back, ready to go. And now you need to uptake your fucking camping equipment and move on to the next fucking uh, 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 the appropriate seat. Look here. All right, I need you to go ahead and move camp, get your stakes up, get your tent up. I want you to go move to wrap, the next. Uh, wrap them up, wrap the cords up. Yeah, you got so comfortable. I've actually had, like, I obviously will admit, <laughs> all right, that I've done this myself. But when I'm told I was in the wrong seat, I will move. But you have people who are like set up, ready to go. They got a full on uh, fucking uh, uh, grill set up in the middle of the theater. I know. They got ready no fucking George Foreman grill yeah, on. He's actually ready to go. And I'm like, go where? I'm like, no, sir, you are two seats down. Yeah. Learn. And, and I'm not the type to be like, okay, honey, let's just sit at the next fucking seat. Hell no. no. You need to move. I pay for these seats. Move. As a matter of fact, the last time we went, uh, the seats we asked these people to move into, they actually had better seats than what we thought. And we were like, move. And at first, my wife and I were thinking, well, we should actually no, just no, fucking no, sit down. Because there. why? Because the fucking, it's, it's the principle. <laughs> I'm going to sit in my city uh, shitty seats. Okay? But it's happened. I'm just saying, folks, look at the fucking ticket stub. Look at the fucking seat and double check it. Okay? Because it's going to cause, because by you having to move mid whatever, it's going to cause a, a, a nuisance that inconvenience for everybody. Okay? Just, and if you have to fucking move, don't blame it on the person who asked you to fucking move. It's your fault. And like I said... When you get into the fucking auditorium, they direct you every which way to go. And they leave you on your own for that last 10 yards. Just make it there. Just they, make it there. They give you letters because and the numbers to tell you, here's the letter, here's the number. Don't, go don't, in the letter and the number and sit where you sit. Don't don't make me tell on you, okay? Don't make me go to the usher and be like, sir, can, can you be the arbitrator? Can, can you look at their ticket and look at my ticket? You might not have your ticket. You got to find your ticket. I got to find my ticket. It makes like, I, I probably have my ticket out. You, uh, you got to find it. You probably lost it, threw it away. It's going to be embarrassing for you. Because Patrick is that dude, y'all. Just so you know. Don't make, I, I will go out and be like, you know what? This is not, this is clearly not being handled by oh, us. No. We're going to escalate this. Exactly. To Bobby, who's standing right outside with the vest. <laughs> Just so you know. Anyone who's listening, who goes to theaters in our neighborhood, Patrick is that dude. I'll let you know right now. I will I've, confront you and tell authorities. Like, I've seen I've seen him do it. I've I will not him. just move. That's not, no. No, no, no. Gonna, no, 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 not, no. Not at all. I've seen him do it. He'll, he is that dude. He will come and he'll make sure that his, 
He needs to be made whole, all right? So with that being said, just do your job. When you get to your theater, make sure that what you see on your ticket is where you're sitting. Don't run into me. And then it won't happen. You won't even worry about that. It'll be all done. You'll sit in your seats, he'll sit in his seats, and it'll be all hunky-dory. Patrick, was that the black tie affair? That's a black tie affair, baby. Goodness gracious. We're out here making shit happen. We're so fast now. We're speedy and expedient. I love it. Um, Folks, as always, thank you guys for your support, like we always say, we would not be anything without your support. We need you as much as you don't really need us. They don't need you, us. I don't give a shit. Not at all. No. But you like us, and we appreciate that. But we do need you. So let people know. Tell people to sign up. Tell people to subscribe. Tell people to actually report. Or, or not report. <laughs> promote. Promote. Hit five stars. Do whatever you like. Let people know about the Black Tie Affair because we definitely appreciate that. We are on a roll making shit happen. Nobody has any vacations. Nobody's taking any time off. So we're going to be back at you next week without fail. <laughs> Unless we're... That's well, a wrap, son. All right, making sure. All right, anyway, y'all, peace. Later.